0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to the Conversion Over Drinks podcast. I'm your host Cedric Turner and for this episode I kind of wanted to do something different because me and Jamichael have done music together. So I wanted to start this podcast with just a little bit of One of the tracks that we did together, and then end the podcast with another one of the tracks that we did together. And if you guys want to hear the tracks, they are on SoundCloud, so you guys can check them out and finish the song. But thank you once again for listening to the episode, and we're going to start out with Alice in
1: Wonderland. You got wings, nigga, like a red boy. Wings. Challenge me, you a damn fool. And nah. I got a wet, just yeah. like a pool. Yeah. She gon' yeah. do whatever I say, so I lay back and stack my pesos. Hey. Beat me, nigga, hell no. And I'm giving her wood yeah. like cello. Ooh. Puff, puff, you better pass. Bass. We only smoking the best. Gas. Ass. sour diesel, lemon cushion. You wanna feature? Yeah. Nigga, hush. Shh. Raw cones, stuff tight. Hi. Got me hired than the satellite. Hey. She in my bed, I'm gon' stab. Finish up, call the cab. Yeah. Bitch, hey. no, you can't sleep over. Nah, when when she Leave, call her sister over, yeah. dreams of driving a Range Rover, flow cold like Minnesota, uh, cut it nigga like OT, this kush is OG. OG, she gon blow it, nigga like a referee, goose mixed with the simply, you know I like the finer things, things. everything but a wedding ring, nah. last week I took LSD, this week I'm on my league, switch it up, did some cocaine, face numb, can't feel a thing, getting bopped up while I switch lanes, doing more drugs than Rick James.
0: <laughs> trip, trip. Trip I'm, <laughs> tripping. Trip I'm tripping. tripping. I'm tripping. tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. i tripping. I'm tripping. on tripping. on that, that yeah. tripping. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to whomever is listening at whatever time you're listening. I'm your host Cedric Turner. and This is another episode of Conversing Over Drinks. Today I got an old college buddy. It's my buddy Jermichael Brooks, and we're just gonna have a fun conversation about yo, NSU yo, it's days, good, it's good. little high school days, man. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think he'll say the same thing. When we first met each other in high school, we did not like each other. I was yep. <laughs> and, and it to be a growing relationship i was like but i will say it grew and i will say he's a good friend of mine and he is my fraternity brother so he's a brother to me for life and i'll let him introduce himself go ahead jermichael how you guys doing how you guys doing uh my name's
2: is um like cedric said though uh yeah we met like 10 11 years ago playing against each other in sports related and then since we You know, it was like, since I was the only black dude on my team, it was like, you got to guard him.
0: (laughs) You know? That's that's what they told me.
2: (laughs) They're like, you got to guard him. And I was like, okay, coach, I got it.
0: Oh man, it it was fun. I think um I think we got you guys the first year when we had a better team, and then you guys got us the second year. Is that what it was? I think we played uh, you guys twice.
2: Yeah, I think the first time we played, I, I wasn't on the team or something like okay. that. The first time we yeah. played, yeah, because I because yeah, because I remember afterwards they were like, yeah, we got beat, blah
0: blah blah, and I was like, losing is not. A... Yeah, because yeah. I think I think the first year we played them, either you weren't on the team or you weren't playing that much. But the first year we played them, we beat them by like. 20 we just like smacked him in the mouth because we had we had our big center casey who's like six six and he just dominated inside and then the second year we played you guys it was a close game and i think you guys got us at the end by like four or five points but it was it was a fun game like i always think it's fun playing ball against i always like competitive games i never like blowouts because they're just not fun like, yeah
2: yeah 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 blowouts i uh, man we used to play this one tony team in high school it was not fun because i played maybe first quarter half the second after that sitting in the bench it was like coach wait, hey, we come on coach i'm trying to get trying yeah. to
0: get can't get better out here oh man like i will i will give one funny high school basketball story and then i'll let you get one but we're playing god who we're playing white oak you know white oak yeah yeah we're playing white oak and we 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 beat the dog piss out of White Oak. Like it's like it's like 94, 94 to like thirty something in the fourth quarter, and we're like sitting on the bench and we're just chilling. And there's this guy on the end of the bench. He never really got to play. And um, our coach, man, our coach was he was a funny dude. He get, he started cracking jokes once he got comfortable. He was a funny dude. And so he looks down the bench and he points at him and he's like, hey come on. And he like gets hype and he takes off his warm up, and he's like giving us high fives. I'm hyping him up. I'm like, hell yeah, fam. I'm like, you about to get in the game. I was like, get you a bucket real quick. And he goes up to coach. He's like, he's like, yeah, what's up coach? He's like, give me a Gatorade bottle. I was like, oh God. I was like, no. I was like, coach, no. I like fell off the bench. I had to go behind the bench. I was laughing so hard. I was like, coach, why you do that man like that? And like, I got a yeah. I
2: got a worse story. I got a worse story than that. So like oh when, I fir- when I first moved to when I first moved to uh, Oklahoma from Louisiana, like in Louisiana, we don't have like it's like only thing you have, because I grew up in a rough neighborhood, the only thing you have is sports in high school. That's it. Like there was no junior hiring like that. So like when I moved to Oklahoma, what I we know I'm junior high, so you know, we're hoping I don't know how to play basketball that good. I remember I got the rebound. I shot the ball in the wrong goal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I was like, "My bad, coach." <laughs> oh man, we've all had those moments, man. Like that, was, yeah. I remember doing that as a youngit that, that was one of one. Yeah, ones. and
2: then and then it, it, it's like I did I did it that one time, and then after that, it was like after i got like settled in and then, and like i said like when i was i'm a completely different person than when i was younger because when i was younger like there's no way i could have like stood in the room talk to people you know so it's like i guess like, you could say like when i got that rebound i was like so nervous i was like oh when i do with the ball
0: shoot it <laughs> shoot it <laughs> shoot it in the wrong hoop oh man this is fun i i miss playing competitively like like this job i work at now i work with kids and i work at the oaks indian mission i'm a dorm parent and i, work, I have my kids and I have the older boys, so they're all playing high school sports and stuff like that. And they always want to yeah. play me at ba- they always want to play me at basketball. And I'm like, I can't play y'all. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not an old cat who was okay with losing. I'm still young and I'm still very competitive. And I was like, and yes. I'm in better sh- I was like, I'm in better shape than every single one of y'all. And you're in high school. And I was like, I'm like three times your size. I can't play with you. Was, <laughs> and they're always like, no, no, come play with us. Come play with us. And then I'll go play with them. And, uh, I'll joke around. I won't really do anything, and then one of them will say something sly, and I'll just destroy them, and they'll get pissed. Yeah. off and kick the, they'll kick the ball, and they're like, "I don't want to play no more." And I'm like, "I, I like I tried to warn you about this. I tried. To, I was like, I tried yeah, to I tell you I didn't want. I, I didn't want to F- do this to you. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I didn't want to do this to your soul. I didn't. Right. <laughs> I was like it. Even when I started coaching, I didn't want to do it. Like I, I played. I would play around with the NSU team. Uh, when I was coaching with NSU, I'd play with them. But, like, those guys were just – man, I was out of shape, and those guys were just something else. Like, there was two guys on the team that were just ridiculous. There's a guy on the team that was on the team that plays in uh, Georgia now, uh, the country, and he was – I think he was second or third in his league in scoring. He was averaging, like, 25 a game. Nice. It was was crazy. Like, he – He's so effortless with it. And like I just playing against him, like playing against him was when I was like, yeah, I just need to stick to coaching. I was like, because I mean he was doing stuff. It wasn't even trying. It was just yeah, I was just I mean, like, golly. Right. Man. Yeah, yeah. know. I've definitely had one of those uh those uh,
2: reality check moments. Like I like to call them when like you think you're uh, good and then you I gotta go against people who are like you know, legit D one hoopers, uh, and you're
0: like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I ain't, bad I ain't just gonna do that I was like, no, no, like Like, I told him, I was like, I remember after we got done playing one on one, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely a D three NAIA type player. I was like, right. <laughs> I, was like I, I was like, I ain't at this level. I was like and I was like, garbage in, time uh, I was like, I I played because I played in college and I played at a D three school, and so like. I was like, man, I, but I did tell him, I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, if I was in shape with we'll C, I was like, because I was like, I'm still a big dude. And I was like, but I was way more of a football player than I was a basketball player. And it was just, I loved basketball. So that's why I did it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I
2: mean, yeah, because that was my go to as well. I mean, first, when I moved to Oklahoma and started playing sports, it was like, you know, I played football and basketball, but it was like, you know, I broke my left arm. I played basketball. Then it was time for football season, then I turned around and broke my ride on. And so it was like, you know, like all those like my first months off of my year, I pretty much just spit hurt. Yeah. You know, and so it's like I really couldn't, you know, like get better or stronger or lift to do anything because, you know, I'm limited to what I can and can't do. Oh yeah. And to my you know, my junior year until I, like, started, like, working out and stuff like that serious, but at that point in time, I'd already, you know, I'm, like, two years behind, in my mind, I am, yeah. because, you know, I had to sit out her two years, so, you know, I yeah. gotta come out there, and I gotta outwork everybody every single day from, you know, from my junior year all the way
0: until the end of my senior year. Oh, yeah, no, I completely get that, like, um, I actually did an episode with Doulard, have you checked out his podcast? No, 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 which Doulard? Oh, man, Justin nice yeah man he has a he has a podcast authentic by Justin Doulart yeah that's a little plug for him uh, but i did nice. an episode with him i did an episode with him and um uh, i told him about my college days and i was like man i was like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you man i was like i'm very honest with myself i was like when i got to college first it was kind of an eye opener for me because i didn't think i never thought that i was that good I didn't think I was good enough to play at the college level like I knew I was good enough to play football at the college level but not basketball and so when I got to college playing basketball it was weird like I was like man I'm not supposed to be here and so I worked my ass off and I worked my ass off and I got my minutes and I was getting better and better and I was getting i was scoring more and more points like the first couple games i had like three points total and then in the four games before i got hurt i was averaging like 18 a game and so i was getting a lot better and the thing is i didn't have to go through injuries in high school i'd always played hurt but i was never injured and there's a big difference people never understand it like you could play hurt you can't play injured and so like like I, i played my senior year back my senior year of high school i played the football in the basketball season with a torn rotator cuff like I would just get steroid shots in my shoulder so I could keep playing and so when I got to college when I blew out my knee that was weird like it was weird because I couldn't do anything I couldn't play anymore and everybody's passing me and I'm already in my own head thinking I'm not even supposed to be here and so like I told Justin I was like I'm, I won't be nice about it i was like i'll be very colorful i was a little bitch i was like i was a little bitch about it i was like i got in my feelings about it i got it in my own head about it and i left and i don't regret it because if i don't leave that situation i don't meet the people who make me who i am today so i feel like if it was a plan for me then god would have did something for me to stay i was like so i don't i don't regret the decision but I do regret my actions in that decision because I felt like I could have been more of a man about it. I could have came because it, it was somewhere I just I just up and decided to leave. Like I quit going to classes. I just I called I called up, had somebody come pick me up and I just dipped out.
2: Well, and,
0: see, I mean, the thing is that also, I
2: mean, like, you know, one thing people don't report is like, you know, the psychological damage it does to a person when a person is like, they can't perform to the level that they're used to. It's not, there's a big difference between like being actually injured and like, you know, like just getting older and realizing you can't do that stuff anymore, you know? Because it's like slowly and gradually over time, like, you know, you realize, oh, I can't do that anymore. Like for instance, like, I mean, you know, me, said I used to be, you know, wild, all over the place, blah, blah, blah. now it's like, before I do something, I always ask myself, if I can get physically hurt, I'm like, whoa, hold on. I ain't met my insurance deductible yet. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Oh, you know, yeah. like, it's like when I was younger, I had that like immortality. I like to call it an immortality complex because it's like you think you're invincible. Like yeah. You know, you could jump off a roof. You could do this. You can do that. And then it's like the older you get, you know, like the other day, I went and got my shoulder tray because I thought something was wrong with it. You know, it was, come to find out it was just negative and I just need to like do a bunch of intense, deep stretching to loosen it back up. But it was like, you know, I went there, they x-rayed my shoulder and, you know, like I was having like one of those moments where I realized that, you know, I can't be as immortal as I used to be when I was younger, 18, 19, that or, you know, because it's like, you get up, you know, like me, I get up every morning, I stretch you know and i like just like kind of listening to my body just you know just to see how i feel about things you know compared to when i was younger i was just oh well i don't need to stretch
0: i'm going to do nothing you know i can run my head to a wall still be fine oh yeah like it's crazy because like i was always big on stretching but it's crazy to me how much i stretch now before i play ball like <laughs> like like i would do like a quick little three five minute stretch before I would play a pickup game mm-hmm. when I was younger, now it's like a deep 10, 15 minute stretch where I don't even put my shoes on until I'm done stretching. <laughs> just oh, just yeah. so people, oh, just yeah. so people know I ain't got next. I'm like, they like, he ain't even got his shoes on. That fool ain't playing. I'm just all stretching, yeah. stretching everything out. I'm like, I got people moving my knees and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and that, and it's like. And one thing is is that like you know from the time like you're in high school you play sports all the way up into college like your whole mentality has been school in the morning then we go do sports right and then it's like you know for all those athletes you know who like the star player their small school and stuff you know they have that reality check moment where they're like you know they you know they come to college and then they're like yeah i'm i'm not i'm not on these dudes level because it's like Uh even though we went to nsu you know those dudes, You know those those guys are still hoopers. Those
0: guys are still athletes. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I played against them several yeah. times. You know, and it was like it was crazy to me because like I came to NSU. Like well, we can just segue into that right now. I came to NSU with the goal of walking onto the football team because I had got recruited by the football team pretty good before I went to Bethel and so my goal was to get my knee healthy come back walk onto the football team and play football and then i got to NSU, and i was just like nah i don't want to do that and it wasn't it had nothing to do with i don't think i had the ability because i mean in high school in high school i ran a four three and i led our team in tackles and i was in the top 10 in receiving yards in the state and NSU wanted me to play outside linebacker just because I love to hit people. And a lot of guys on the team, I knew them from playing against them in high school. And so it was was nothing with that. It was more to do. I just didn't love football. I didn't like it. It wasn't my sport. Um, I just, I didn't really ever like it like that. Like, I didn't love it like I did basketball. And so I just kind of did my own thing. I went to the fit and I would play ball and I would go to class. And then I met my crew, who I'm cool with now. That's my guys in Tulsa now. But then there was Chad, who I went to high school with and basically I grew up with, and he was in the Kappa Signals. And Chad was like, hey, man, come rush with us. And a lot of people don't know this except Justin. Like I told Justin about this on the last episode. I was going to rush the Black fraternity because, like I said, I grew up very Black, so I was going to rush Kappa but and i mean i i talked to kappa i talked to the kappas for a couple months and after i rushed with the kappa signals um they asked me about it and i was like bro i was like the biggest difference was y'all wanted me to pay 1200 before rush and they're like you just pay as you go i was like i was like y'all gotta get on the white people idea i was like the white people (laughs) I was, like, I was like white people making the smart. Act. I, was like, making smart <laughs> <laughs> I was like making smart ideas. I was like y'all your ass I was like man. I was like y'all hit me before the refund check cut back, man. Y'all, y'all gotta hit people after the refund check. <laughs> I was like, but uh oh, I did. Ru- so I rushed and uh, my pin number is three two three, and uh, right. I like I think I'm right between Stu and Travis, like. I think either Stu was before me or one of them was either before me or after me, but like it's us three in a row. And um, like Stu, like Stack Pack was my guy. Like me and him did improv. Me and and him did improv together and we had our fun doing that and just cracking jokes constantly. I remember when we went to Chicago together to go to Second City and we were listening to Maroon 5 the whole day away up there. (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, he's like Cedric. I didn't know you knew about Maroon Five and I was, Maroon Five. I'm like, I was, I was singing every word. He's like, okay, right? Yeah. This is a childish Gambito and Chance the Rapper. But yeah. before Chance got big, we was listening to Acid Raps singing Cocoa Butter Kisses the whole way up there. And, uh, but oh, uh, I told Justin this. I was like, man. I was like, after after college, I'm not really. I'm not really close with too many of the guys in the fraternity anymore. Like, I was like, every once in a while, when I see them in public, like, if I'm in Tulsa and I see them, we're cool, we're cordial, but I was like, I don't have a friendship with them where, like, I'm texting them or I'm calling them. I'm like, hey, what's up, fam? You want to kick it? I was like, I don't have that relationship with them like I do my boys. And I was like, and I felt like the reason I did that is because part of me felt like, and this is a question I'm going to ask you because you're also a black man in this fraternity. Knowing the history of this fraternity, part of me felt like a fucking Uncle Tom when I joined the fraternity. Like, part of like part of me made me feel like I was just like, damn. Like, I didn't think I'd go this route. Like, right? No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely I feel what you're saying
2: Um, because, I mean, there's always that you know, that stigma from other black people, if you join an all-white fraternity, then they're always just going to either assume, you know, you're selling out or something like that, yeah. you know, because they just automatically think that just because you're black, you're supposed to join theirs. I mean, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing too, because I mean, they're yeah. definitely on my list as well. I mean, definitely were, but it was just like at the end of the day, you know, Ethan Harrington and Bo Bean pulled me to the side and they told me, and they were like, dude, you don't want to miss out on the greatest opportunity of your life. And then, yeah, you know, when, they, when yeah. they said that, I was like, I don't want to miss out on the greatest yeah. opportunity of my life. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like,
0: even could have been a goddamn army recruiter. I was like, that fool that, recruited so hey, many that goddamn fool, people. That fool, <laughs> this, motherfucker can,
2: this motherfucker can, bro, he can convince Ray Charles to work contacts. Boy, I tell
0: you what. This <laughs> socks to a slug, Ray to a bug, boy. I mean, oh, he can pitch you anything. Yeah, I was like, it didn't bowl. Like, I mean, I don't know how you say no to eat it in bowl. Like, bowl was Bo my guy. Like, bowl cracked my yeah. shit up right. all yeah. the time. I mean, it's
2: like, because it's like we're at the mansion, you know, eating
0: some Charlie's chicken or
2: whatever. I don't know. And then, yeah. like, I just remember I was about to dip, and then that's when they pulled me to the side. And then, like, the entire time I thought about that, next day it was bid day, boom, saw my bid. At a crazy big day party, but like, you know, let's backtrack a little bit. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, you always get both eyes from like other black people yeah. who, are, who are always, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this is what one thing did for me is that no matter what I did, whether I joined their fraternity or the black fraternity, either way in that situation, I couldn't have made everybody happy. Yeah. So at that point in time, I'm, I'm, I have to go with what I feel most interconnected with, you know, not what yeah. I'm supposed to do. You know
0: what I'm saying? And so, I mean, you know, that's when I made the decision. And the biggest sign and plug for me was I mean, Chad knew me very well. Like, Chad knew that I had a business type mind and, like, I I wasn't gonna make bad business decisions. And he, like, the biggest thing that Chad did to recruit me to it, he was like, besides me being in it, since me and him were high school buddies and grew up together. He was like, besides me being in it, he was like, all the connections you get from being a Kappa Sigma, he's like, there's so many job interviews that you walk in and you just say, I'm a Kappa Sigma and nine times out of 10 are just going to give you the job just because of that. And he was like, so I was like, "That, that sold me on more than anything because I was like, outside of college, now I have a big connection to the outside world. I was like, because it is the biggest fraternity in the world. I was like, so there's, really a lot of places you can't go and not run into a fraternity brother and i was like there's been too many times that i've done it like i've been out with my my crew my homies and ran into somebody who was a kappa sigma and just happened to see either the tattoo on oh, my chest or see all me the wearing the yeah. letters and they be like especially when we go to Tulsa like running into the chapter in Tulsa they always buying shots and all kinds of stuff and there's oh, yeah. girls from Tulsa college that think you're part of that chapter, and they're like, Oh, you're a cap sigma? You're just like, What the <laughs> I was like, I was All like, the right. connections are crazy. But it was it was something that I mean, when I was talking to the other other black people on campus, because I always kicked it with black people. And um, I was talking to them and they would always ask me about it. I'm like, look, dude, you made your decision, I made my decision. I like, the difference between the both of us is. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I was was like, I'm a grown-ass man, man. I'm going to do my own shit. Can't make everybody happy, bro. I was like, I'm a grown man, bro. I was like, I'm a grown man. I'm a country boy. I was like, I'm going to do my own fucking shit. I was like, if I want to join this, I'll join it. I was like, that's just how it is. I was like, I'm not going to kiss your ass about anything. And I'm not going to do that type of stuff. Like, I'm going to walk to my own beat. And I know it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but... At the end of the day, again, I don't care. I keep my circle very small. And so I was like, I, I was I was raised by drug dealers and pimps and old school players. I was like, so like they told me from a age, keep that circle small. Like never let that thing get huge. Keep it small. It's like because the bigger you get, the more people gonna want to stab you in the back. It's like you keep it small, you can see it coming. I was like, so I like, that's the way they talk.
2: My my I mean, I you know, I mean, I definitely get what you're saying there. But, like, yeah. I mean, with each person, I mean, there's a certain level to your friendship. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? And I mean, you can't have the same level with two different people because it's physically impossible.
0: Yeah. like you know? Like, my connections are huge. Like, there's nowhere I can go where people don't know me. And I'm always respectful. I'm always nice. I'm always very cordial with them when I speak. I was like, but. The people that hit me up on this thing, or the people that call me and have my information, that's very small. Like that is very small, and I I keep it that way. But yeah, I mean that
2: now with so many social media platforms, it's like you yeah. don't even really need anybody's phone number anymore.
0: Oh, never! Like you can get in contact with people from anything. Like it's it's yeah. ridiculous. And like, segueing into that, like let me let me pull up something real quick.
2: I remember that man. We did that. That was how many years ago was that? I do not bro, know. Man. Hey, the, the, recipe, still the, recipe, still the no. recipe still slaps. The recipe still slaps. The recipe still slaps. Let me see. The recipe still slaps. That song slaps, bro. Me and Jeff talk about that all the time when I'm in Tulsa, bro. I'm like, Jeff, that song slaps, bro. <laughs> like, like, I'm telling you all the time. We thought about just redoing our verses and still having you on the hook. That song slaps, bro. I don't even want to know. I don't even know how long we were at your house trying to make that. Like, it took, it felt like it took us five hours to make that chorus because we just tried so many
0: things. Yeah, y'all tried so many things and then y'all kept trying to do it yourselves. And then it was funny because, like, I was sitting over there and I was just reading it. And then, like, I started spinning. And Jeff was like, you do it. And I was like, "What?" He's like, yeah. "You do it." <laughs> he's like, "You." He's like, "You sound better." He's like, "You sound better on it." You do it. <laughs> he's yep. like, "Our." For- and we, he's and like, "Then you did it." <laughs> he's like, like, "Our verses." Loud, and me and Jeff looked at each other. We're like, "Yep, Cedric's doing the chorus." <laughs> <laughs> they was, yeah, I was like, My, "Our verses are good, but we just need you on the hook." You do it. I was like, "All right, you got man. the hook." You got the hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was first, like, All right, slides, I'm
2: telling you, that's not like, every, oh. every once in a while. Me and Jeff would be kicking it and then it would just randomly come on his shelf and I'm like, turn it up, Jeff. Turn it up, Jeff. Turn this <laughs> up. Oh. And I mean, man. and like the thing to me, it's like whether the song was good or bad, that, that very first song we made, it's just the fact yeah. that we put so much effort into it, and oh, it wasn't man. even it wasn't even that bad.
0: Nah, it was it was it was a fun track, man. It was a fun track. Oh like, yeah. So that, that house party one that you made too blew up? Oh man. my god. Like me and Justin talked about that too, and I told I told him how much I hated that track. <laughs> I like, bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's it, I'm it's always like that because it's like it,
2: it'll be like something that like you're like, man, I just don't think it's right, and then like all of a sudden, like somebody else will be like, nah, bro,
0: that's fire, and Then you? Like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Like, cause I forgot who asked me to do it. Somebody asked me to make that track, and I sent it to him like right after I posted it. Like, I sent it to him. It did. I went to sleep and I woke up and it already had like 200 plays and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, <laughs> and like when I moved back to Tahlequah, uh, it was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. I walk in and I'm sitting there and like we're going through stuff and I'm talking to somebody and one of the bartenders who was a Sigma, she was like. What's your name? And I was like Cedric, and she was like Big Ced. And I was like, What? I was like, How you know that name? And she was all like House Party. And I was like, was I was like that song still oh, getting played. And then, and then what was funny about it? Two years later, two years later, I'm working at Dwayne's. Hey, I'm working at Dwayne's at the bar, and our uh, door guy Garrett. You know Garrett, big old Garrett, like six eight. What's his last name? I can't remember his last name, man. But it, I probably like, he, he used to work on the river, and he's a frater, he's in a fraternity. But he came to work one day, and he was all like, man. He's like, I went to one of your fraternities' parties. He's like, you're like a fucking legend. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, they played that house party song so many goddamn times. So I was like, right. who is this? And they, he's like, they showed me the picture. And I was like, Cedric? I work with Cedric at the bar." They was, like, oh. they was like you know big said like, <laughs> he was like what the fuck I was like bruh I was like I didn't know that song was gonna take off like that I was like that's like a little legend song and it is so funny to me because like I remember there were some older sigmas that got mad at me about it and I was all like I understand y'all mad but y'all don't understand I don't even like this fucking song I was like was that
2: Right, and like,
0: yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the younger ones love that bro. Yes. Yeah, that was, was yeah. Like, yes. and It didn't always crack me up, because I was like, man, they love this song, but I wonder if they ever listened to the words, because I was like, there's a, I was like, there's a verse in there where I say, get down on your knees and act like you praise me, and I was like, I like, that line is horrible. I was like. it's <laughs> horrible. I was like, like, but they fucking love it. I was like,
2: but I mean man. it's like that song coming in West No Pump said you're such a oh. fucking hub. Bro, yeah, yeah.
0: it's only be the beats catchy, bro. Yeah. You can say
2: whatever you want. I
0: was like, that was that was crazy, man. So are you still doing music, any? Um, I mean I I I
2: um I like messing around like a little bit yeah. here and there. Like I made a couple of beats here and there, but they ain't anything like two, i mean my i mean i'm always writing whether it's whether it's combs haikus bars don't matter my notes stay full because my mind is always like moving that and i got a homie's house here i go to like he got a little like a little mini studio but i go in there sometimes and fuck around I don't, I don't do anything too serious
0: oh uh, yeah like i i haven't man i haven't done anything in a long time but i keep i got two or three buddies and Tulsa that I used to do music with and they always hit me up wanting me to do a verse on something and I'm just like nah I can't do it I was like, right.
2: I was like man I, I I will tell you though me and Jeff did get, did get about five songs finished though they just chilling on my computer right now ah, was what's in up. With me and Jeff me and Jeff for like a, like, like a solid month every weekend we go to Ricky's studio and talk Yeah, we just stay up all night then it was one night I ain't on lie to y'all took a bunch of Adderall <sighs> this track we made i got it perfect i got it perfect i got it i'm telling you man i was i was in it, like metro booming all night trying to
0: get this yeah. shit right. man. i'm telling you like oh uh, i talked to one of my buddies about the other day matt just put it out like just just uh, do a couple more tracks make a mixtape and just drop it you never know who's gonna who's gonna like it who's not gonna like it and if anything you sure. cannot you can, all right. you can sure. always say i did it you always can say i did it and that's it and like that's what my buddy told me he was like bro you got so many tracks because like he he came down to the house and he looked at my old computer and stuff he's like bro you got 300 tracks on here he's like you got 300 tracks he's like you right. put a mixtape he's like you put a mixtape together in two hours he's like Ten, <laughs> i was yeah. like 10 minutes yeah i was like man i was like but out of those 300 tracks i only like like four songs <laughs> so, he was like man he's like i will tell you, man. He's like, just put it out, man. He's like, you never know who's gonna like it, who's not gonna like it, who is and gonna that, reach. It, yeah, that's
2: also one of my things too. Yeah, I mean, like that's my thing too. Um, it's like, you know, I'll make a song and it's like, I might fuck with it heavy. Yeah, like I might be the I don't get fifty plays. I got forty of them just because I fucked yeah. with that song. But then it's like I'm like such like a like a perfectionist man. To where I could do the verse right, and then like I'll hear it, but I don't like my voice. I let's do it again then I'll do like I'll do the same verse 50 fucking times and it'll sound right, but like, you know, I'm like such a fucking perfectionist. It's like, no, nah, it's got to be like this, got to be like that. Then we gotta add this, and do this. Do we wanna remove this? Like I remember um me and Jeff made this song. We didn't even fucking name it. Uh, it was just like I found I found this nice ass beat made a couple tweaks to it here and there so wait you know it's not like us using the exact same beat we made like yeah. the chorus was I made a chorus for us got it all filled out Jeff did his verse last laid that shit down and then what was perfect about that is is that after Jeff did his his verse like he ended his it, fucking verse or something about like getting money or something like that and then as soon as his verse ended scarface interlude pops in where uh tony and uh tony's friend is talking about getting money on the beach and bitches yeah shit was like perfect as fuck it's like soon as jeff heard it he looked at me and goes nigga that's perfect and i was like i'm telling you bro but it's <laughs> like i'm like such a perfectionist it's like for instance right i probably have like i don't know probably fucking ten songs worth of notes on my fucking phone but it's like you know it's like I'll sometimes write it to this beat, but then I'll be like, maybe it doesn't go with that beat. And then I'll try to rewrite it to another beat. So it's like, I'll have the same notes, but I'll have them rewrote three, four different times to, you know, different beats just because I'm like always searching for it. It's like, it's like those multiple choice tests. Like there's a right answer, but there's a more right answer that you're
0: looking
2: for. Yeah. Always. You know, it's the same thing with anything I do. It's like, I, I mean, yeah, like I did start it. I, I, you know, I dived into like writing a little bit, and so it's like, you know, like I wrote a, like, there was one day when the pandemic first happened, man, I just got stoned. Before I started working at home, I just got stoned and then just fucking, like, wrote a shit ton. I think I wrote, like, six or seven chapters about, my, just about, my my
0: life and everything going forward. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's always great to write stuff down. Yeah, like, it's, I mean... Pretty it's, much what I've been doing is just pretty much, it's, like, it's a way mm-hmm. of coping. It's a way to vent. Um, it's, it's always great to put stuff on paper. Um, put it on paper, put it in your notes, put it in whatever, just to get it out of your mind, get it Get it to where you can see it and read it. It's always a great thing. But you said you were working at home. What are you, what are you doing for a job now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you doing for a job now? Me? I,
2: I work in claims for an insurance company. Oh, OK yeah yeah it's some pretty boring stuff i pretty much just sit in my office at my house for eight hours a day <laughs> yeah you know, it's
0: yeah, not very exciting yeah i was like that's what um uh, that's how i felt when i was bartending and uh serving tables and i got a i got a little taste of coaching Like my buddy asked me to help him with his helping with his team and i never figured i never saw myself as a coach um i was like nah i don't, I, I don't think i had the mentality to be a coach and i got into it got a taste of it and just fell in love with it man it just started coaching like crazy after that i taught tomorrow at high school mm-hmm. and i started coaching oaks for two years as an assistant and um then met the assistant coach on nsu's team on the basketball team playing basketball met him at the gym and uh one of my buddies introduced us because he was like oh man you'll love him because y'all just talk about basketball all the time and me and him talked we chopped it up for like two hours and just talked about basketball and he was like man you got a great mind for this and i was like yeah he was like you want to come help us out and i was like what? i was like what like a, as a manager he was like nah he was like you be like an assistant <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like nah. He was like, you be an assistant. He was like, you. He's like, we'd put you down as a student assistant since you're still a student. He's like, but you be an assistant on the team. You be in all the coaches' meetings and all that stuff. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, why would I say no to that? That's great experience. I was like, I can put that on a resume. That's yeah. great. And had a great year with them, and then um got my first head coaching job last year. And nice. uh, softball team. Uh, it was a K through eight school. But it was one of those small k through A schools that, like, go to state and all that stuff. And so, like, uh, the softball team took them to state and uh, made it to the state round for the first time in, like, 10 years. Nice, and guys. then took the girls' basketball team to state for the first time in 10 years. Uh, the boys' team, we, we struggled, but, I mean, I didn't really have too much on that team. Uh, they played yeah. their They played their hearts out for me, and that's all I could ask for them. I just told them to give me 110 when they're on the court all the time. And they made leaps and bounds. They all got better throughout the year, and I was just proud of them for that. Uh, and then before COVID hit, hell, I think we would have won state and track because I had three or four girls that were just yeah, burn, burn, get up right. and go. I was like, so yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we would have won state and track. And so, I mean, I feel like I had a really good first year. And then yeah. – I took that year yeah. I took this year off because of covid. Um I was like I don't I was like I just had a mentality I don't want to get into a season and then we have to cancel it cuz somebody got sick. I was like it would piss me off. Oh yeah.
2: Like, I mean, you you know Cameron Smith, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he coaches out there. He's a, he's a coach out there. at the I mean.
0: Yeah, hey, yeah. Did got also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's at
2: Jay. He's he's from Grove. But yeah, I mean, they yeah. had a I mean, him we're talking about it. they had to play a couple games. They had, like, one or two games to get postponed, and then they lost a few games because their starters, you know, caught COVID. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, yeah. like, this is a weird time. Like, like it was – Maybe not professional sports, but definitely high school.
0: Yeah, and it it would piss me off, man, because, uh, I mean, it happened here to the Oaks team. Like, the Oaks team made it to the second round of the playoffs for the first time in, like, hell since before I played. Um, oh no. man, and they had to cancel the game because half the team had COVID. And I was like, What? I was like, yeah. Come on. I was like, You make it to the second round. I was like, You would have got slaughtered. I was like, Because the team they were playing was the number one team of the state, and they just had been running through teams. I was like, I mean, But yeah. I was like, Get the kids mm-hmm. a chance to go get slaughtered. I was like, <laughs> I, was like this is- I mean, it's the same thing with the Denver Broncos yeah. on Sunday playing football with a dude who's never seen the playbook. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I was so hoping they was gonna call T Bow. I was like, bring T Bow. Bring <laughs> T I was, I was I got like one on more. Way. I was like, one more time for T Bow. I was like, one right. more
2: time. See, I mean I've I've thought about like being a coach, but like yeah. like I said, man, I'm like such a perfectionist when it comes to doing anything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like at any point in time, I don't man, I, I feel like I could have a heart attack or something. Cause it's like I couldn't T- tell somebody to do the same thing 50 times
0: and then they, yeah. you, you know, and, doing it and like working you know. with little ones, working with little ones helped me out because I understood little ones. You're going to have to say that 300 times because 30, it's, it's, it's in one ear and right out the other. But I mean, I had so much fun with my little ones, like my third and fourth grade team, the boys, they lost two games and my third and fourth grade girls lost no games. They won every single game they played. And I had so much fun with them. They were my best two teams. I was so excited for their future. Uh, because they just had talent and it was it was a lot of fun. But man, <laughs> the stress. Like I almost got thrown out of a game at call court. Like I <laughs> like because like, uh coach, calm down. Like I well, no, like I had a girl, like the only black girl on my team, the only black kid in the school. And she went up for a shot, and she got fouled. Clear as day, like just right against the forearm going up. Referee ain't called nothing. I'm already mad because there's only one referee, referee in this game. It's a 56th grade girls' game, and there's only one, one referee, referee in the game, and he's this big old fat dude who barely moving. And so I'm like, I'm already pissed off, and then he misses that call. I get even hotter, and then very next play one of their girls goes in for a shot and my girl who just got fouled gets all ball like palms the ball and throws it out of bounds and he called a foul and i was like you gotta be fucking shitting me like i i went off and i was like you kidding me i was like that was a foul but her getting smacked down there wasn't a foul and he was like he was like coach you need to calm down and like Growing up with coaches, uh, my aunt's in the Hall of Fame. My uncle's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame as a coach, but he's in the Hall of Fame as a football player in the College Football Hall of Fame as quarterback. And I grew up learning from coaches. So I knew how much to say. Like, I, I said my piece and I turned around and I walked back. And when I turned my back to him, he's like, what you need to do, Coach, you need to go over there and sit down. And that pissed me off. I was like, I was I was like, I don't let, I was like, I ain't going to let no grown man talk to me like that. You got your rabbit-ass <laughs> Like, I got this face, and I got hot, and he teed me up. And the only thing I hear in the back is my superintendent, Coach, sit down. And i was like, <laughs> I just like, I kind of moved to the side. And what's funny is, the opposing coach, me and him grew up together. Like he's he's from Oaks too, and it like he cracked me up because after the game, me and him were talking, and he's like, "Man, as soon as he told you, to, he's like, as soon as he said what you need to do, coach, I, I, he's like, I looked over at my girl and I told her get ready to shoot free throws." He's like, "I've known you long enough <laughs> to know." <that." laughs> he's like, "I've known you long enough to know that that was gonna set you off." He's like, "Cause that would have pissed me off." He's like, "I probably would have punched him." I I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Bro, you got a job." You, as referee. Okay,
2: okay. Here, here's here's a story I remember. Do you remember when you put on this fundraiser? It was like, you, like when we uh, was it, it was, who who do we play? We played the cat. Oh, the basketball game. And basketball and, like you like ran out the fit for, for Oh, how much did I go off on those guys? For?
0: Oh my god! Like, Whew, man, we beat them. Like we destroyed them, and like. It got to the point like uh, one of the homies who actually was a capital. He was like, "Said you didn't even do that much," and I was like, "Bro, y'all couldn't stop Jermichael. I was like, "Why would I do anything?" I was like, me and, "Me and Will was just <laughs> giving you the ball, dude. Like me and Will was just feeding you, bro, like, every time we came down the court. I hit a few That's threes probably, here and there." But yeah, it was like it was like I remember because I, I I shot
2: I shot like an elbow jumper or something, missed it, got my rebound missed it got another rebound missed it. So i miss i missed like my first four shots in a row and i remember i'm going back uh getting back on defense i'm thinking to myself who's well, gonna be a long day on offense and i remember the year will somebody gave it to me short corner on the right side boom hit the J. and i was like okay this might be a good day yeah. and i just remember they had like some big dude on me and i was like okay Back him out of the paint, go around him, shoot over him. Then they put some yeah. small dude on me. Then I was like, okay, go back in the paint now. Go back in the paint, shoot over him. And then yeah. I remember they just kept alternating those same two dudes of me. And I was like, it don't matter what they put on me. Like, you know, it's too much of a weakness. And, and right. what really motivated me though, before I even walked in the gym, what um, was that A.L. pa's name? Desiree something. I don't know, but before I even walked in yeah. the gym and put my shoes on, she looked at me and she goes, you ain't no Hooper, Jamaico, get out of here. And I was like,
0: Oh.
2: Okay. okay. And then after the game, I walked over to her, I said, who ain't no Hooper?
0: Oh man, I don't, I don't know if you remember it, but I do remember you missing your first four shots. I remember you was coming down the court and you had your head down and you was just kind of like shaking your head. And I don't know if you remember but I yelled at you when you were coming down the court. And I was like, hey, keep shooting the ball. I'm going to keep giving it to you. And then like, that very next play, hey, I huh? gave it to you. you I shoot? gave it to you in that short corner. I was like, because I had already, like me and Will had already talked about it before the game started. Because like me and Will had looked at their team and when they came out with that lineup, I looked at Will and I was like, "Jermichael about to dominate." Yeah. And he was like, "What?" I was like, "Jermichael going to dominate." And I was like, "Just give him the ball." And He was like, "All right." And so, like, we just fed you the ball the whole game. So, yeah, man, I, yeah, I yeah, it was like,
2: it was like I remember
0: running transition
2: three, stop, hit one. Like, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, you know, that game. I just happened to be one of the games that was
0: hot. Oh man, it was a fun game, but it, it was all for a good Oh uh, I was like, we have fun. <laughs> yeah. We we took that picture afterwards. I think I still have that picture. Uh but it it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was and I and I had to set it up because like they had been talking trash about it because they uh they wanted to play us during the intramurals, but I had played with my squad and I with (laughs) eternity. and they played my squad in intramurals, and we just beat the dog piss out of them, because I was like, everybody on my squad were ex-college basketball players, and so we just just beat the dog piss out of them, and then, like, after the game, the homie was all like, man, y'all fraternity wouldn't do this to us, too, and I was like, "All right, man, let me set something up, and I was like, I don't know, man, I got this one, like, I got this one guy who's a dog. I was like, because, like, I told him, I was like, man, I was like, I was like, I got a big dude. And then I was like, I got Gainer. I knew Gainer was going to get buckets. Um, yeah, I was nice. like, I was like, I knew they had nobody on their team that could stay in front of Will. And I was like, I, I was yeah. like, nah. And then I, knew, I knew they had nobody on their team that could guard me. And so I was like, nah, we, we, we would kill y'all. I was like, but I was like, man, yeah. I'll set it I mean, up. I'll set it up. Yeah. <laughs> In the name of yeah. fundraiser, I'll hand you an L. <laughs> well, I was like, but everybody got buckets that game, man. Everybody got buckets. Like, did, didn't Captain play in that game get some buckets? Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah. yeah. he hit some crazy he, ass foot. He hit some crazy ass foot. I looked at him. I was like, sir. Bro, he hit, like, because I remember being, I was sitting on the sideline watching it with Will threw it to him. <laughs> and when he shot it, I was like, bro, that shit go in. I was, <laughs> We I was like, me, come on. I looked at I was, him. I was like, come like, on. Hey. <laughs> like I got hype as hell. I was like, "I see you. I see you." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? How'd that go in, man?" But hey, man. Uh, before we leave, man, um, tell me why you want to do a podcast. What? Uh, what? What's your podcast going to be about? My podcast is going to be
2: first of all. And I'm co-hosting it with my friend Kevin, right? We're actually going to oh, shoot man. our first episode on Sunday. Um we're calling it The Chatterbox. Um I, I'm not going to tell you our guest is going to be first, but I do got a list of uh I do got a list of guests and of course you're going to be invited to the show as well. Um oh, we usually shoot our sure. usually shoot it on on Sundays. Um yeah, we, and we're going to call it The Chatterbox. Um you know why, you know, oh, yeah. if you were oh, able yeah. to the essentials in college, you had to walk past the chatterbox. Oh, yeah. There's always yeah. people in there. And I mean, mainly my, um, you know, our podcast is mainly just going to be kind of like yours and everybody to express themselves and ideas. And it's mainly just going to be like for me to like have deep conversations with people and maybe, you know, be a little bit insightful, maybe toss around some ideas with them. But overall, just, you know, check on my friends and family just to see how they're doing, you know? Man, that sounds I mean, like a great idea. I, yeah, because it's like you know we have friends and fraternity brothers who are doctors. Some work in safety. You know, some do psychology. So it's like you know, you, I mean, you re- like you know, if you really you know reach out to those people, you can you can get them with some free time and then ask them a bunch of questions and stuff that I've been thinking of. Oh, so I don't have to go oh, yeah. Google and read through all the BS,
0: you know. Oh, yeah, man. And I mean, that's a great idea. And um, Justin just had an episode like that with his dad, old uh, Brian Hale. And that Mm -hmm. episode was great. Like, they just talked about COVID the entire episode. It was great. And, uh, I mean, another little slight plug for Justin. Go check out Authentic Justin Duluth on everywhere. Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And coming to your platform soon, the Chatterbox, hosted by Jermichael Brooks and Matt Kavanis. And... I know both of these guys. Kavnis is a funny dude. Jermichael's a funny funny dude. It's going to be a funny, insightful, fun podcast. You guys are going to have to check it out. Um, If you need any help with anything, man, just hit me up and I'll help you out with whatever whatever you need. And uh, whenever you need somebody to plug it or promote it, hit me up. I'll put it on all my social media. And for everybody listening today, this is the end of our episode with Michael Brooks, Conversing Over Drinks. This is episode three, and episode one will be posted tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, episode one is coming out, Conversing Over Drinks with me and my buddy Ryan Law, and it's going to be a great episode. I also have another podcast, the Oaks Indian Mission Podcast, the History of Oaks, and then I have a sports podcast called Sports. That's just what it's called. Sports. <laughs> Sport. no sports. Well, no, it's it's called sports, but it's called speaking. It's called speaking preferably over real topics in sports, sports. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, it's a fun podcast. We just, that episode is going to be dropping uh, probably the beginning of next week. We talk about the upcoming NBA season, the free agency. I got my buddy Dom on there and we have a good conversation about it. So Jamichael again, Thanks for being on the show, man. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for the hospitality. The Chatterbox, y'all going to have to check that out, man. Y'all got to to check it out. Always. Uh, again i appreciate you being here i'm grateful for it thank you hopefully i can get Stu on here because i know me and Stu got a lot nah, right of stories hey you uh, gotta get Stu on here bro got, i'm to you answer, right he gotta answer me back on twitter i sent him a message him and his wife are funny bro i went over
2: there like
0: yeah. trust me you're gonna need a special for him on here <laughs> oh man i i gotta get i gotta get Stu on here man but again, man, thank you for being on the podcast. It's been a great episode. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys tune in more. We the drink, that's the recipe. My side hoe is your fantasy. Y'all niggas too close to me that we so loud can't hear the beat. Won't find us up in the street, but we got to stick just like hockey. Her best friend is my fantasy. You meet her, that's the
1: recipe. Middle finger up in there picture. Yeah, yeah. Judges tell you his it's is done it quicker. Yeah, yeah. Hug gonna get a little bigger. Yeah. need new jeans for the piss I'm a But I ain't about that life nah. Nah. All I really want me is a wife yeah. Yeah. Cook a little steak, a little right Cook it up. Yeah. Then I beat it up, yeah. maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. Beat my ass over in the kitchen why all the fucking pleasures of the bitch appreciate it? She can feel all my wishes, she do. Why she asking why I'm fucking with you, bitch? I don't, I don't know. Toasting up like Pac was. I'm trying to beat where the hype beat. In the back room, that's VIP. I tell them she not with me. Pounds up, call me a boat. Need breakfast, go buy a toast. Don't know what you thought this was, but this ain't no sleepo. Hit a girl then I'll roll low. War kind of came by a stroke. Yep, yep. In the day, use a motor roller just to call it's her sister. We need
0: drink, that's the recipe. My side hold your fantasy. Y'all niggas too close to me. That we so loud fucking up to me. Won't find us up in the street, but we got the sticks just like hockey. Her best friend, my fantasy. You meet her, that's the recipe. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Check Jermichael on his podcast. If you want to hear these tracks again, check them on SoundCloud. Thank you again for tuning in to Conversion Over Drinks, Episode 2. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Peace. We out.